You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home Abroad and Frank Flood served as Ireland's ambassador to Estonia before taking up the position in Vancouver as the Consul General there and he has significant experience in working to promote peace and reconciliation on the island of Ireland, overseas development aid and the promotion of bilateral trade on two assignments in Belfast, worked overseas with the United Nations Development Programme in Addis Ababa and served as Vice Consul in the Consulate General in Boston. And uh, Frank has a science and teaching background and has arrived in Vancouver with his wife, Orla. Uh, Frank, thanks a million for coming and agreeing to have a chat. And uh, we're delighted to introduce you to Irish Radio Canada. Well, Arthur, thank you very much uh, for the opportunity to, to speak with you and your listeners. Um, very much uh, appreciate the, the opportunity. Um, I arrived here... Um, in mid-September last, and we've mean, been meaning to talk for some time uh, with Irish Radio Canada, but unfortunately we've been so busy getting established, uh, this is the first time we have a, a chance to talk. Um, but uh, I certainly would uh, like to take the opportunity to wish you and all concerned with Irish Radio Canada every success uh, and con- in the year ahead. Thanks a million, Frank. And as I say, yeah, we've, we've been endeavouring to schedule, but the great thing is that by not being able to successfully schedule up until now, you have an awful lot more to talk about. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. Uh, uh, so we're not, it, it, it won't be a case of what you're hoping to do, but in the short number of months since you've arrived in Canada and you've got your feet on the ground, I know you have been very, very active. But I will ask you, what was your first impression? The first impression of uh, Vancouver itself is sometimes you hear uh, how lovely a place is uh, and how great uh, an Irish community is there, but it's not to actually arrive. Um, you know, you can be disappointed, you know, because you hear great expectations. But Vancouver and British Columbia in general has really lived up to my expectations. It is a beautiful city, beautiful countryside lovely people and the Canadians have been very welcome people and the Irish community I must uh, take this opportunity to just thank them for, on behalf of my, my wife and I for the great welcome and uh, support they've given I mean we couldn't have asked uh, for such a friendly and, uh, and a helpful welcome it's just a lovely place to be uh, it's a little bit far from home but uh, the one thing I do find difficult um, to deal with but uh, when you settle in and settle down, I can understand fully why so many Irish are here in British Columbia. And Frank, from a family perspective, uh, you, you have three children. Um, I have awesome, but um, to be honest, um, I left my uh, youngest son behind in uh, Estonia, where I was the, the ambassador for the last four years. He met a, a lovely uh, French young lady, and he stayed behind in Estonia. Um, my eldest daughter is in uh, lives in Cork, and with our with our only grandchild, Kleena, uh, who we miss. But uh, my daughter and Kleena will be with us for five weeks in the summer, so we're looking forward to that. And uh, my eldest lad, Fergal, actually won a scholarship um, to do an MBA in Boston College, so he's there now. So, so it's just yeah. my wife and I at the moment. So from a family upheaval perspective, because I know from uh, the the career that you have pursued, family life has its challenges, and 
uh, bringing kids up between education and everything else has its challenges. So you've gone past the worst from that perspective. We have, and I mean, it is fantastic. It's a great honour, of course, to represent your country. And it's, you know, I'm absolutely delighted and thrilled to be uh, Ireland's first Consul General uh, in Vancouver, covering British Columbia. Um, and it's always interesting, it's always challenging. It's, uh, for me personally, it is a, a great career, but it is very, very difficult on your family, and particularly on your spouse. Um, so I particularly welcome uh, the support of my very patient uh, wife, Arlene um, Roya, who's with me here, and she comes along to the functions, and I know um, she loves meeting with the Irish community and getting out there, but it is a strain moving from place to place, and... Um, I do meet people on, on a fairly regular basis who are interested in diplomatic work and working in international relations. But one of the first things I say to them is that you have to be careful what you wish for because it, it can have a, a major impact and toll on family life. Indeed, as uh, the offspring of uh, a banking family in Ireland, uh, when people ask me where I'm from, I claim Bandlesloe, but I then kind of qualify it and say I'm not from anywhere. Yeah. Um, and it can it does uh, it can have an impact that uh, when your parents are moving around, uh, it has its challenges as well. So when you arrived in Vancouver, you were uh, introduced to the Irish community out there. And from this side of the country, while we hear bits and pieces, and I have connections with uh, Brendan Flynn and some others, we don't get the full picture of how strong the Irish community is and has developed in Western Canada. Well, I can understand that. I think it's it is a very actually it's a very vibrant and um, healthy um, Irish community here in Vancouver and British Columbia in general. Uh, but it is very dispersed. It's very spread out. And I think one of the first roles uh, for the, the new council here in Vancouver has been to try and bring together the the Irish community. And um, in that regard, when we opened up um, the consulate to the public at the end of October. Um, we marked it by having two events, one on the trade side and one with the Irish community. And we had our first Irish community breakfast, which um, we invited representatives of all the Irish community groups um, to join with us. And there was uh, 40 people at that event. And last week we had our second Irish community uh, reps, reps event, and uh, we had representatives from about 20 different organizations. And we discussed um, what their plans were for the, for the year. We in introduced uh, organizations to each other. And uh, what I was particularly pleased about was that the, the longer-term Irish residents here uh, were very impressed by the new Irish that are here, the newcomers, the people that have arrived here and that uh, um, are still very much attached to Ireland and still want to promote Irish culture and, uh, and support the Irish community. So, for example, the, uh, what was pointed out to me is on Gaelic Games. Uh, a few years ago, there was simply um, the ISSE, uh, the Irish Social and Sports Club, um, the only Gaelic club here in Vancouver for many years. And now there are four clubs um, here in Vancouver. And it's a reflection of the, the youth and the vibrancy and the, the new and young Irish that are coming in uh, to Vancouver. And they're getting involved in, in the Canada lifestyle and British Columbia, and they're doing well job-wise and, uh, and really living the life here. And I must say, um, it, it, I've heard it 
nothing but praise for the Irish in uh, in Vancouver and British Columbia, wherever I go. The young Irish, the more established Irish, um, I love the, the expression that I most like to have, uh, that most impressed me was, uh, send me another Kira. And I've heard that on a number of occasions, where um, you say to the meeting individual, whether it's a taxi person or a business person, and they say, oh yeah, the young Irish, they come over here, they, uh, they're very nice, they, they work very hard, and, and they... Uh, we just love to have them. They they bring vibrancy, they bring a life, and uh, they bring in an enthusiasm that uh, you know it's hard to match. So, yeah, on on this side of the country, of course, the a lot of the Irish have gravitated to Toronto. Um, what would you say has been the pull that has brought people to Vancouver? Well, first of all, it is, it is a beautiful place. It is a beautiful city uh, to be. Uh, secondly, it's the, the lifestyle, and the, the Irish here, and uh, you know, taking up, let's say, a, a West Coast lifestyle in general, to to work hard, but then get up early and enjoy the, the outdoor uh, lifestyle that is here, and uh, the fact that people are, are so welcome and there's so much job opportunities here. And in what so, areas, Frank, would the job opportunities where they there'd be a good fit? with the uh, Irish that have come through the Irish education system? Are there particular areas that we are strong? Well, I think the the, the, the great um, strength of the, of the Irish community coming over is that they are so well educated. Um, and I suppose I'd break it up in, uh, often into two groups. There would be the student groups that come over in the summer. And actually enough, they, they work in the services sector, they work in the restaurants, they work in the bars, they work in the tourist sector, they do the seasonal work. I was up in Whistler before um, the Christmas there, and, and the, the hotels there, and the, the restaurants, they all have some Irish working up there, and, and they're doing really well. Um, so the flexibility of, of the young Irish, they're hard working at their diligence uh, for seasonal work, they are very much appreciated. And for the longer term, the yeah. longer term work for those who stay. Um, sorry, Austin. The yeah. uh, it would be the services. It would be the uh, IT side, the engineering side, and most certainly on the construction side. Yeah, and I was going to ask Frank. Like I know that there is an agreement between Ireland and Canada when it comes to movie production and that side of things. And I know Vancouver mm -hmm. is a very strong region in the movie industry. Yeah. So, I mean, the only country in the EU that uh, British Columbia have a co-production agreement with is with Ireland. And um, last year there was a co-production agreement launched between uh, Creative uh, BC and Screen Ireland. And four um, projects were, were funded under that, and it, the plan is to reproduce it again. And I know that um, film producers, uh, some of whom I met before they left for Ireland, uh, we're on a, a trade mission to Ireland at the end of November, and uh, I'm hopeful that we will have uh, an Irish film delegation come to Vancouver. Um, in addition to that, last year we saw the launch of uh, the Vancouver Irish Film Festival, led by uh, a young Kilkenny lady, Anya Cody, and um, they had two single film events, and just before Christmas they had a whole weekend of film events, uh, which were fully supported by the Irish community. Um, they had nine films. Six films were 
packed houses and three were nearly packed. Um, so you have a very vibrant um, engagement over here with, with the, on the Irish with the with the film sector because about they say I'm told that on average there are 60 films being um, made in Vancouver at any one time. And one of the areas I, I want to explore and have begun to explore with uh, Creative BC is what are the upper, further opportunities for the Irish to come over here and to work and to gain experience and to promote more collaboration on the film side. On the film side, of course, Ireland can hold its head high because the days of where, um, and I don't say this in a derogatory sense, but like The Quiet Man or Darby O'Gill, the stage Irish perception of the Irish as portrayed through the movies is long gone. And what's coming out in Irish film production is very much world-class production. So I guess it does make our filmmakers and the relationship something that is much easier to sell. Oh, absolutely. And um, I would say that the way it is taking off it is really reflective of, of in general, the, the understanding and the empathy that I've found between uh, the Canadians and the Irish. We seem to be relatively on the same wavelength, multicultural background, um, very forward-looking, uh, innovative, enterprising, and uh, looking for, forward and uh, willing to take chances and willing to engage and to go out there and, and to uh, to make that film and, and to make it happen. There's a there's a can-do attitude and um, an entrepreneurial spirit that we share and the whole creative side and the multimedia side and the media and the film side. In many ways also, Frank, the Rockies represent this huge barrier between British Columbia and the rest of Canada, so that those who would have emigrated back in the 50s and the 60s um, when that wave came through and who are now in their golden years um, would in many ways have, I suppose, lost contact with the Irish across the rest of Canada. And now you're saying this young blood, this fresh blood is arriving. So by having you out there, it helps build that bridge over the Rockies also. Well, I would certainly like to, to, to hope so. Um, you know, the consulate here is obviously uh, we're basically a branch of, of the embassy in Ottawa. And uh, Ambassador um, Jim Kelly was over with us when we opened up, and I hope to have him back around the St. Patrick's Day. And um, we stay in close contact with the embassy in Ottawa. And, of course, it's it's an Ireland Inc. We're, we're simply part of the team. And... Um, we work with the state agencies in Toronto, and this week we've had um, geoscience. We had a mining expedi- uh, mission over this week, and um, we're adding in the Vancouver elements. They were here for a mining expedition. It's called the Roundup Expedition. There are, would you believe, over 800 mining and exploration companies in, in Vancouver. But to date, um, on the trade side, We've concentrated on the, the major mining conference called PDAC in uh, Toronto, which happens at the beginning of March. And the, the thinking is now that we will uh, in future concentrate on both the Roundup Mining Ex- Conference in Vancouver and the, uh, the PDAC conference in Toronto on an annual basis. So that's just an example, on, I suppose, on the trade side of linking in um, the West Coast more closely with what's happening and, and, uh, in Ontario particularly and, and the rest of Canada. Um, because certainly the, the role of the consulate will be to provide a focus for the Irish community in British Columbia to come together, but also, of course, to link us in to uh, what's happening on all aspects of uh, the Irish community life across Canada.
Canada and back to home to Ireland, of course. Frank, CETA is now uh, ratified and in full swing. And in many ways in Europe, uh, maybe in Ireland, the perception would be when you want to do business in Canada, you head to Toronto. So would you see that you have a challenge or you have a role to try to help educate Irish business to try and extend their horizons westward also? Uh, it's been perfectly honest with you, Austin. I would, uh, my, from my initial impression and, and talking and consulting with the with the Irish community here in Vancouver, the the Rockies is the is the major issue on the trade side, um, and this is, is not doesn't apply ju- just to Ireland. It applies at EU side because I, I work fairly closely with the uh, with the other EU missions and consulates here in Vancouver. And it is a, a big issue on the European side um, to get trade delegations when they come to Canada to come uh, over the Rockies and to come uh, to Vancouver and Calgary and, uh, and anywhere in the general Alberta, British Columbia area. Um, basically, it's, it's, it's a time and it's a, a distance issue. And Canada is a huge country and to get someone to, uh, to fly to um, Toronto or Quebec or Montreal um, might take five or six hours from Ireland, but then you have to add on another five hours um, to get to Vancouver. So it is something that uh, it's, it's a purely logistic issue, um, but that is a challenge, number one. And secondly, I'd say, um, of course, Vancouver really took off in the 1880s, etc., uh, as, a, as a gateway for trade to, um, to China and Asia. So Vancouver and uh, British Columbia in general has less of a, a trade reliance on the USA because they have such a, a focus on, uh, on the Asian market. So we have two issues really in, in promoting Irish trade. One is simply the distance and the Rockies issue. And two is the fact that um, in British Columbia, the business people tend to either look south or to look uh, east, but uh, or to <coughs> to look to Asia, but they they tend to not to look so much to Europe. So SETA, being perfectly honest, is a bit of a game changer for us here, because it has allowed us and uh, given us a platform to promote trade and to raise the flag uh, for Europe as a trade destination, and, and to uh, urge people to reconsider and not to be over reliant on one market or another market, but to consider the EU as, as a great untapped trade opportunity. And Brexit or no Brexit, the, the situation is that Ireland is and will be, for the foreseeable future, um, a great base for any Canadian company to, to base themselves in, if, in Europe. It's a soft landing spot. We have to speak the same language. We're culturally similar. We have great empathy. Uh, we have great sh- uh, value for democracy and uh, shared values in general, um, freedom, democracy, human rights. And when it comes to doing business, we're very user-friendly. Um, Frank, other parts of Canada, and again, particularly eastern parts of Canada, have a long historical diaspora going back famine, pre-famine and all the rest of it and their affinity to even villages in Ireland is quite strong so it makes that 
relationship easier to encourage. And likewise, out of that, we have many politicians uh, which would have had family who had been Irish way back, Quebec, Ontario, down the Maritimes and all the rest of it. That type of depth of history would not exist west of the Rockies. So does that make your job a lot more challenging? Um, I wouldn't say it makes the, my job that more challenging. Um, certainly, um, on the community side, we're doing two mapping projects, one on the current side and one on the historical side. Um, on the historical side, I think it's very important for us to, to establish uh, what is the history of the Irish in British Columbia? When did they come? Why did they come? And how did they... Um, what is their story? And particularly with the First Nations and the Indigenous people here. Um, because it's, it's, I think it's, it's part of our uh, modern Ireland is that we're better able to look back on, on our shared history uh, in the past and to value and take lessons from what has happened in the past, what our engagement has been, and how we should go forward. So and certainly um, one big difference between um, British Columbia and, and I would say the, and Ontario and, and the rest of Canada is the, the whole First Nations issue and the Indigenous issue. It is a very sensitive issue and uh, locally here. And um, it is something that um, I think the Irish community are very cognizant of. We have a very good and a very positive uh, history as far as I'm aware of, but I'd like to map that and uh, to capture it. And I know uh, there's a, an initiative here, of course, to build a, a memorial to, uh, to mark the, the contribution of uh, the Irish to the development of, of Canada in general. And uh, I'd like to see that as being part of, of the project. But certainly, um, there is a difference um, situation here in in Vancouver. We do not have the, the huge old famine tradition. It is a much more modern tradition. But it is a modern city and perhaps it, it's more appropriate uh, to Vancouver in that sense. On that side of it also, on this side of the country, there's a very strong academic relationship in that between um, St. Michael's in Toronto here, the Ottawa University here at Celtic Studies, um, Concordia down to St. Michael's in Halifax. Uh, the academic side of it also would not be as strong west of the Rockies. Mm, I'd agree, Austin. Unfortunately, um, there isn't any Irish studies um, courses here. Um, something that I'd love, of course, to, to see happen, and maybe we can. But on the other hand, um, there are 10 different research linkages um, between the, the universities here in, uh, in British Columbia and in Ireland. Um, University of British Columbia alone has um, research linkages on the medical side and the health side with Trinity College Dublin, um, University College Galway, University College Cork, uh, just as examples. Um, and I know uh, it was pointed out to me that um, the radiology department in the University of British Columbia, half their post fellows are, are, are Irish. So there is, um, let's say, individual um, linkages but on the educational side between uh, Ireland and um, Vancouver and British Columbia, especially on the, on the medical side. Uh, but there's certainly an openness to do more. 
and uh, at the moment I have a number of universities and institutions who are interested in, in talking to me and, and learning how they, they can link in to, uh, to Irish institutions. And uh, Enterprise Ireland uh, have brought forward um, the proposal that uh, we copy basically what's been done in Ontario uh, and uh, there is an agreement now um, that the Irish Institute of Technologies will work with the community colleges in um, British Columbia and support more linkages on the student side. So we have a, a reasonably healthy research linkages and we have uh, developing individual linkages for student exchanges and that's something that uh, the council will be working on to build up further in, in the years ahead. Frank, based on what I'm hearing, I, I can only say in every respect, you certainly, um, being the first person out there to occupy the, the position, the, um, it's like being on the frontiers and the excitement that that brings with you. But also, I want then to touch over on to say tourism, because uh, Tourism Ireland are in the process at the moment of launching their uh, new campaign for 2019, Fill Your Heart. Uh, with Ireland, and I know they'll be yeah. uh, joining you out in Vancouver to do their bit. And later on in the show today, we have uh, Niall Gibbons talking about that. Oh, great! Also. Uh, so, uh, tourism presents opportunities, and it's certainly a great contributor to the Irish economy. Um, given how beautiful it is out there, and all the wonderful things, does it does that is going to selling Ireland going to be difficult? Well, um, to be honest, it's been put to me, um, <laughs> perhaps because I know Tourism Ireland have done their research and they've done their groundwork here, and um, Canada Ireland tourism is really taken off. Um, we only have direct flights for four months of the year, but I've met with Canada Ireland and uh, Dana Welch and her team will be in Vancouver next uh, next week. and. Um, but to, to launch the campaign, and I know the numbers are really increasing. Um, but the thing about Vancouver and British Columbia in general is this, this great awareness of the great historical heritage that Ireland has. So perhaps, you know, when you have this beautiful mountain sites, etc., it, it may be it may be less uh, useful to, to push the beautiful Irish scenery. But um, a building that's 50 years old in Vancouver is, is basically considered a heritage building. So one the, the castles that we have, um, the Rock of Castle, Dublin Castle, and the whole historical uh, trails, the you know the New Grange, megalithic tomb, these things are of great interest over here. So the Irish culture, the Irish people, the Irish heritage, plus the fact that it's a beautiful country in Ireland. And, and this really is, is still uh, very attractive and, and a major incentive for people to get on that plane and go to Ireland. So I haven't yet met a person that um, there's only two types of people in, in Vancouver that have come across, those who have been to Ireland and those who intend to, to, to travel to Ireland. Um, you can nearly always sell Ireland, and there's always the interest, and it's always on the to-do list. The, the, the challenge for us really is to get it to the top of the to-do list so that they do get on that plane and visit Ireland. Indeed. 
Well, Frank, you know, I know it's been a relatively short time as I said, since you've arrived in Vancouver and you've certainly had your hands full since you did. Uh, you've had an opportunity and it's, uh, from what you say, it's, it's obvious that you've immersed yourself deeply in everything that's going on out, out there. Um, I look forward from time to time to be able to catch up with you and get updates and share the exciting story. Right. And thank you, thank you, Austin, uh, for that. I certainly look forward to to, to being on your program again, and uh, thank you for all the work. And it's it's very important to the Irish community, and it's much appreciated. And uh, I suppose just finally to say thank you uh, to everybody, and particularly the Irish community here in British Columbia. And as I said at the start, uh, my wife and I and um, my colleague Luke Hanlon, who's here setting up the, the temporary office and the permanent office, and uh, our two new staff, um, Catherine Chris and Crystal Aquino, we we couldn't be um, we couldn't have had more support, and we couldn't have wished for uh, such a um, a better start, um, which could have only happened without the great um, and positive welcome for the Irish community here in uh, British Columbia. And of course, from our embassy in Ottawa, and uh, and from our, our colleagues back home, it's we've, it's been a case of so so far so good, or so far so very good. And this year, what we want to reach out is to map the Irish community. So there's um, there's two aspects to it. One, we want to find out where the Irish community organisations are. So at the end of the year, we have a a complete map which will be made available on a, on a website, showing how many Irish are, where they are and um, what community organisations are there for them. And then from that we'll uh, strategise as to how the, the council can best support the organisations. And on the individuals then, it's uh, to identify what are the issues, because there's a, a new Irish diaspora policy being brought forward, and I know when Minister Cannon is in town for St. Patrick's Day, he wants to be with the Irish community reps. He wants to hear what... Um, Irish people here in, in British Columbia think uh, well, how we can best support the, the Irish diaspora in the years to come. And then on the trade side, um, there's six sectors that we've actually identified for, uh, to focus on. Um, one is the digital sector, second is the, the film and media, third is tourism and trade, uh, fourth is uh, food and beverages. Fifth is, is the mining and exploration sector, and sixth is the education and the research side. So each one of those uh, would probably take years to build up, but we want to map first of all and come up with a trade directory. And the new Chamber of Commerce that are here, led by Lara Quigley, who might be another useful person for you to talk to, and um, Lara and the Chamber of Commerce have agreed to take on this work, and we hope by the end of the year to have a, an online trade directory, which will list all the Irish companies um, and Canadian companies, and in fact, and anyone who is interested in promoting um, British Columbia Ireland trade links in those six sectors, and we hope to have a guideline as well uh, for each of the sectors. So, if you're new to film um, in British Columbia, what is the thinking of Creative BC? What is the thinking of Screen Ireland? And, and how we can work at a, at a local and a practical level in British Columbia to, um, to promote linkages and film linkages. And I also want to use the opportunity of why we developed this directory of um, pulling together the Irish community members in a kind of consultative group and in a consultative manner so that um, 
when it comes to the consulate at the end of the year, we should have a, know the Irish people and the Irish business people who are involved in the tourism side, who are involved in the digital sector side. We should, uh, I'd like to have, be able to call on them and to input into the consulate's approach in the future as to how the consulate can best support their efforts and uh, Ireland Inc.'s efforts in promoting uh, trade linkages between and, and British Columbia. So at the end of the year, I see uh, 2019 is a, is a year that uh, we become fully established, that we carry out a, a major consultative process. We map the, the Irish at a community level and at a trade level. And so at the end of the year, we are really ready in 2020 um, to, to make best use of our limited resources and best support the Irish community, whether it be a consular level, individual level, or at a trade level. Not to mention uh, promoting bilateral relations at a political level as well uh, with the British Columbian authorities uh, and the city authorities uh, throughout British Columbia uh, to promote better trade and better linkages between uh, Ireland and uh, British Columbia. And if anyone wants to find you, you're in Suite 704 in the World Trade Centre, which is at 999 Canada Place there in Vancouver, and out on Twitter, Ireland IRL in Vancouver. Uh, you guys are on Facebook, I take it, as well, somewhere? We are indeed, but um, being honest, we rely more on the Twitter, which yep. is something we'll have to work on at the moment. But um, uh, Thank likewise, you for that. And you have your website, and if you go on to Google and do a search for uh, the... Uh, Irish in Vancouver, the Irish Consulate in Vancouver, it'll pop up and you'll get your linkages to there. Um, we've been chatting with Frank Lott, the uh, Irish Consulate General in Vancouver, and you've been listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad. And as I say, I look forward to being able to connect uh, again with Frank from time to time and keeping you up to date. Thanks a million, uh, Frank, for taking the time. Good to meet you, Mark. That's awesome. Santa. Santa.